You ready? I'm ready. Awesome. Let's go. Welcome to Movie Grouch and Fanboy Podcast. My name is Bex and I am a big old stinking little bit tired hungover Movie Grouch. And here with me, I don't know if he's in a better state actually. Are you in a better state? It's yeah, Fanboy. Feel, yeah, I'm a bit tired, but I'm right. A bit tired. Yeah, yeah, we went out last night for the first time in, feels like forever. Mm. Well, yeah. actually it's weird because our social calendar's kind of filling up a bit. Yeah, it is. We've got a couple of gigs booked and stuff. Yeah. A couple of events booked in, so yeah. Yeah, we're having... Life is fully sort of going back to normal, isn't it? Oh, shit. And we found out about a comedy night as well. And we found out about a comedy night, which we're going to go and check out where we went last night, aren't we? Yeah, we yeah, are. Uh, cool. So, yeah, giving going to give a shout out to places because they were awesome. We went to the bottling plant and then we had food and wine at Honky Tonk Wine, wine Library. Wine Library. Mm. It's a wine library, not a wine mm. bar. Yeah. And that was incredible. Mm. Uh, they're really, really awesome. So, yeah, if you're yeah. looking for somewhere nice to go hang out and you're in Plymouth, either you live here or you're down on holiday, yeah. check them out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 100%. So, if you haven't listened to us before, we, we don't often give out venue, event, places, recommendations. We watch a film that I, Ms. Movie Grouch, hello, have avoided watching for very stupid, daft dubious reasons then we have a chat about it we record it and we put it out as a podcast because why not indeed everyone's doing it now are they we want a bit of the action yeah we want some of that sweet sweet podcast corner of the world yeah so uh yeah you're very welcome before we get into the movie and we have a chat about it we sometimes watch stuff separately so uh we're gonna have a little chat about anything that we've been watching but i suspect i know the way this is gonna go blake what have you been watching i haven't watched a lot to be fair i've just been it's not had any time, have we? No. <laughs> we, uh, I mean, I've watched, uh, yeah, no, nothing really of any note. Um, yeah, sorry. But I've watched He-Man. That was pretty cool. The cartoon on Netflix. Well, that was easy to watch. There's like oh, five nice. episodes and then there's another five to come at some point. Yeah. Um, watched a bit of, oh, no, actually, Hard Knocks is back. So, like, pre-NFL season, they do, like, a five-part documentary and they follow one team in pre-season. Sorry. Yeah. Um, they follow the yeah one team one NFL team in preseason it's like a five five week mm-hmm. thing so I've watched that each week so far and that's pretty cool so they put like normally like it seems to be different this year they're sort of really focusing on the stars of the team whereas normally right. what they do they focus on the teams that are like on the verge of being cut and make only making the practice squad okay. whereas this year it's like they're playing their hits a little bit it's quite interesting oh. different take and i don't know if it's just because it's dallas and it's like america's team mm. so yeah no that's been pretty cool yeah, awesome that's it really what about you nothing yeah yeah we just don't have really mind you we're still watching red dwarf and we are like, still most yeah, evening yeah. we're doing a couple of episodes of red dwarf aren't we? yeah which i'm really really enjoying i said to you the other week that i just I don't know, I watched it, I started watching, because I realised that there's so many of the latest series I haven't seen when they went on to Dave, and I watched it probably, I think I tried a, a rewatch about 12 months ago, and yeah. I got to about series 7, 8, I think, Yeah. 
And then I talked to you about it and you were like, oh, I wanted to watch that yeah, as well. Yeah. And I don't know, watching it with you, because I think I know it so well, because I watched it so much when I was at college. I know it so well. I know bits of it so well, like the script off by yeah. heart. And actually watching it with you is really nice because I'm watch- it's almost like I'm seeing it through fresh eyes. And there are like things that I'm remembering that are just... But isn't that really the beautiful thing about when you watch it with someone else? Because like we both we both said that like there's episodes that we remember more than others, mm-hmm. and then they've never been the same one. Because you were saying Legion was like in it's, series yeah. six is like one of your most watched episodes. Yeah, and just because it's the one I was caught the most at that and the um, the VR one and the Western one. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, we've just got a little bit of feedback, so I'm going to yeah. pause so we can okay, sort that cool. out. Should we crack on? Yeah, let's. Crack oh, on. do you know what? What? I was like, oh, I don't need my phone for questions. I do because I've got the fucking questions on. I left my phone downstairs. Two oh, seconds. For God's sake. Cool. Are, you, are you all sat now? Yeah. So just a momentary lapse of concentration, clearly. So we picked, I picked, I say we, I picked 1998's The Truman Show for us to watch this time around. Um, have you got a synopsis, please? An insurance salesman is oblivious to the fact his entire life is a TV show and his family are all mere actors. As he starts noticing things, he uncovers the truth and decides to escape. I've got no reviews this week because on Rotten Tomatoes, there's only critic reviews. There's no fan reviews. Very weird. And the critic ones are too serious. So I was like, well, there's no fun there, is it? What so does just, that tell you? So I'm just going to do some scores. Well, you should say this, but the scores are really high. IMDb, 8.1. Rotten Tomatoes, critic score, 95%. What? Fan score, 89%. I demand a recount on all counts. That well, is insane. That's, it's not, I don't think that's how it works. It's, that is it's insane. public opinion, isn't it? They're insane. Question one. What stopped you from seeing this movie in the past? Um, wasn't that first. Cool, thanks. Question two. <laughs> I think it might be a short one Got today. to the bottom of that one very quickly, didn't we? <laughs> wasn't that first. No. Okay, did you... What was your preconceived idea of this movie? That Jim Carrey was in a TV show and he didn't know he was in a TV show. So you can't, you knew what it was about then? Yeah, because it was quite a big thing, wasn't it? Was it Jim Carrey's like his first straight-ish role after like Ace Ventura and all the mask and all the rest of it? Mm, Come on, fanboy. Maybe. The thing is, though, I, is this a straight role? Because I think... There's a lot of Ace Ventura-isms in well, there What makes Jim Carrey so great is his physical mm. ability to make us laugh. And yes. he's very good at that. Mm-hmm. part of his acting he's a very good comedic comedic actor yeah, anyway is. though yes. i think it, it, that still has a lot of this in that yes it does it's just i think really he's does. as a character he's a bit more straight it's just not a comedy is it mm, which yeah i'd call it a black comedy actually on this Would watch you? yeah we'll talk we'll definitely unpack this film there's a lot to talk about can you talk us through the opening scene and setups please okay so we meet truman burbank who is played by jim carrey and he's the unknowing star of a TV show. It's a reality show and it's filmed and broadcast 24-7 to a worldwide audience. We know that Truman's dad has died and he's unhappy with his life from Truman's dad's death. He died in a boat, like a sailing accident, mm. uh, or went missing. 
Um, so Truman has like a fear of the water. But yeah, he's unhappy with life. He wants a bit more from it. And his family and society do all they can to keep him in the town that he lives in. And we see very quickly that as soon as he voices an idea of travel or wanting to change anything up, for example, like he wants to go to Fiji, signs and news reports start to talk about the ch- the dangers of travel, why it's better to stay at home and, and all these sorts of things. As he's going to work, we see a like a studio light which falls from the sky and the news then starts talking about an aeroplane that flew overhead and dropped off a ton of bits. So everything when things start going wrong or real life really interrupts the filming or makes its presence known everybody's orchestrating that to make it part of the reality uh, the all truman's reality yeah. which is augmented is that mm. the right word augmented reality mm. altered reality oh, uh, perceived reality yeah whatever you're talking about yeah. just get introduced to the concept of him living in a tv show and he sees his dad in the crowd and it's it's really interesting because people just swarm in and the whole thing is orchestrated so that Truman's dad just disappears, is taken off. His attempts to get to his dad are just blocked at every turn. And that's that's pretty much, I think, the beginning part okay, of the cool. story. Okay. We're just introduced to Yeah. I'm going to try and whiz through these bits a bit quicker because I think they're getting quite boring. Okay, cool. Because I think I go through, I think I go into just way too much detail. Stuff that we probably talk about later in the show yeah i do have some points nothing much happened okay and also wouldn't you notice wouldn't you be thinking that's really weird i can't get to my dad or that's really weird i can't leave town yeah but i think like that's the start of the unraveling of his reality isn't it yeah but he's 30 he's had 30 years of that hasn't he yeah but but it's the first time anything really goes wrong so you're telling me then, in the entire 30 years of his existence before then, he's not once tried to kind of leave town or go anywhere I don't know. else? I don't know, but it's a film set at a point of his life, isn't it? Again, I, you know, we're not am saying... I, am I doing that thing where I confuse films and reality again? No, but you're doing that thing where you, you're like, you need too much backstory. Story arc and plot development, please. So we find out how he meets his wife, Meryl. Uh, he's played by Laura Linney. He actually had the hots for Sylvia, but she tried to tell Truman about the TV show and she kind of succeeded. I think she sort of planted some seeds of doubt or yeah. some stuff that he just had in the back of his head and just sort of percolated away. And they run off to the beach and have a little cheeky snog. Her dad, in inverted commas, turns up on the beach and says that they're going to Fiji because why not? And then obviously we learn that that's why Truman Truman's expressed in it a desire to travel and go to Fiji. And he wants to go and find Sylvia. Like, why would he want to go to Fiji when he can just sit in his room and sniff her jumper like a weirdo? <laughs> why why would you want to do that i don't understand very good so yeah that also explains why truman is buying women's magazines and claiming they're for his wife he's trying to make sylvia's face out of faces in a magazine which is just a level of weird and also it didn't look like her well no <laughs> it's not guinea well no he's like could you at- recreate my face from a magazine well actually when i say that i'm crafting that's what I'm trying to do. Why do you think all this stuff is never going down? Because I'm trying to recreate the perfect face out of like Just faces take in a, a magazine. Photo. <laughs> Fucking maniac. If you need a face of me, just take a photo of my face. Um, but he Psycho. sat back. He sat back at one point and looked really proud of it. And I was like, I didn't look like her. Yeah, didn't look like her. And she looked really happy as well. And I was like, you do not look like that. No, not at all. So then things start glitching. Like the radio starts switching to the obviously like the walkie-talkie channel, and yeah. you can hear narration of what he's doing. So they're saying like, oh, he's driving down this street, and he's yeah. going here, and he's going there. 
he starts seeing production people uh behind screens and buildings so shit really does kick off yeah boy did it kick off because something happened at this point in the film that was really awesome really really awesome and you thought it was awesome too i have a habit of jiggling my legs sometimes when i'm sitting and doing things and i managed to flip my shoe off my foot as i was jiggling my leg and it like flipped like three or four times in the air and then landed and it was amazing Mm. it was amazing okay so i really did feel that that was worth noting that that happened okay very good no relevance to the movie no not at all but it was it was cool though wasn't it yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) if you say so i don't think i was really paying attention to you i think i was just appeasing you (laughs) yeah well done oh oh i see how it is now you're special very good (laughs) sharp So he follows his wife to work to try and catch Meryl out. That whole hospital scene played out all right in that Truman didn't see anything too iffy. But that whole operation scene was so sketchy from outside a window. It is so bizarre. (laughs) It really was. And he decides then that he's going to leave and go to Fiji. So he goes to the travel agents and there are no flights for... A month. A month, which is a bit surprising. I mean, I don't know how often people fly to Fiji, but I should think... Every day, I would imagine. You reckon? Yeah. Okay. I reckon people go to Fiji every day. He then tries to get on a bus to Chicago, and that breaks down. There's a problem with the gearbox. And then he drives off. He realises that the like the bicycle, the man with the flowers, and the beetle with the dented fender are going round and round the block in a loop. And he gets Meryl in the car with him, and he drives off to try and get away from the town. Yeah. And then there's a nuclear disaster. Then he just basically has a massive, massive breakdown. He threatens Meryl with a knife, and she breaks character which kind of confirms his suspicions that people are in on things. And Christoph, who's the TV producer, brings back his dad to try and kind of calm the situation and keep him in the town. Uh, I think that's the that's that's the middle third for me. Closing scenes. Yeah, sure. I didn't really have much to say about that middle third, to be honest. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we have an interview with Christoph, who's the TV producer, the mastermind, in inverted commas, behind mm. the... Uh, I say in, in inverted commas a lot, don't I? In, of the TV show and he talks through with somebody about how the whole Truman thing came about and that it was an experiment and basically Truman was an unwanted pregnancy didn't have a family and he was just born first and exhibited the correct requirements I guess for the, the show yeah which was really quite dark I think that that really unsettled me that whole thing Truman then goes missing and the whole town have to look for him uh, he orchestrates like an ex- escape plan and he ends up on a boat on the water obviously got over his acrophobia but fair enough yeah and he's just sort of starting to sail and Christoph starts to throw weather at him like we can see that he can bring the sun up because that that was used to try and flush him out but obviously Truman's on the water mm-hmm. so Christoph just throws a massive storm at him and it looks like he's gone completely nuts and is going to kill him. But Truman keeps, he manages to pull through and he keeps sailing and keeps sailing and eventually hits the wall of the studio. Mm, yeah, he does. Power of the boat goes straight through, through. Through it, yeah. And then he escapes out the exit. Christoph tells him that there's actually no difference between, there's no no less truth in this world than in the real world than in the real world but he decides to go anyway Sylvia's watching this and she's delighted because obviously he still loves her and she runs down some stairs don't know if she's going to meet him because that's never 
Well, she just ran down some stairs. It wasn't really, really very yeah, clear. Yeah, that's... And that, that's it. Did you have a favourite character? I liked Marlon, the best friend. His best mate, yeah, yeah. yeah. He I was pretty think... cool, even though he was fake. Yeah. <laughs> he was quite a weird role. And I, I feel a bit sad that they didn't make more of it because he actually se- genuinely seemed to care yeah. about Truman. Yeah. And they had like a nice camaraderie. Like yeah. when he first sees Sylvia... And he's playing like the trumpet in his face and Truman's sticking the end of his hat in or whatever. That was a really funny moment. moment, And I think that Marlon, you know, his sort of thing was just turning up with a six pack, wasn't it? And kind of being like, oh, hey, Hey, buddy, how's it going? Let's have some beer. Oh, let's hit some golf balls down the freeway. Yeah. So I think it was a very sort of standard character that Mm. they wrote. But he, he genuinely seemed to, Give when he was shit. talking about, like, I'll never lie to you and all the rest of it, he seemed to really cut up that he was lying, lying to, to him. him. Yeah, it felt quite genuine. Yeah, it yeah. did. And I think, um, yeah, whereas, like, Meryl was kind of more worried about getting the ad, the product placement in and yeah, 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 yeah. saying her lines and... Yeah. Yeah, but, but Marlon really seemed to care. Yeah. So, yeah, Marlon. Cool. Uh, did you have a least favourite character? I didn't really like Christoph. He just seemed like a complete... Lunatic. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't really like Meryl. I think just by the nature of the experiment and the TV show, whether it's an experiment or not, I don't know. Uh, but like the TV show, the project, you it's manipulation. Yeah. I think already you don't like the people that are around him mm. because you kind of feel like there's that subterfuge and that yeah. dishonesty going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. You're already against them because they're, they're doing something that's quite cruel, really. Did you have a favorite scene yeah i really liked the bit where he sort of started to have his breakdown with the, in the car specifically you yeah. were, you were properly belly laughing at that yeah yeah so when my very first boyfriend really loved jim carrey and we who used doesn't to watch, love jim carrey though we used to watch ace ventura a yes, lot so cats. it re- reminded me of yeah watching ace ventura cool. and kind of really laughing at bits in like me myself and irene yeah, and yeah. just yeah he is really he's really good at that yeah. in a movie where it was really if you thought too much about it it got really dark really quickly mm. that that comedic genius that he has just really lightened the tone yeah. and kind of made you forget about all the underbelly yeah. of the story yeah definitely i like the way you sort of thought about that actually it's pretty cool because you're right it is yeah, this film's fucking weird. <laughs> like, mm. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah. Did you have a least favourite scene? I think where Christoph is having his interview and you realise that it's... pretty creepy, right? Yeah. He's just got like some weird God complex. Yes. And it's yeah. it's something that we see in Big Brother and I'm a Celebrity and Love Island, although I don't watch it. And all the, you know, all this no, sort you of... Watch, uh... Shaggers are us or something, isn't it? Fucking bizarre like that. No. I'm a bad person, but I'm trying to be a good person. TV show. What's yeah. it called? That's it. Too hot to handle. Fucking pricks. Yeah. Sorry if you watch it, but oh, I don't know. <laughs> hey, there's no shame here. There's okay, no shame cool. here. That's fine. Um, well, not not on a grouch grouch's side anyway. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's all about pushing people to their limit, mm. isn't it? And I think to some extent, like reality TV is nice because. Because when people succeed and people do really well, and if you identify with that person and you see yourself in them and you kind of know that they've been through a struggle, which is why things where people are actually doing something 
when yeah. they've been on like a journey so things like strictly or like something where people are learning a skill like sewing bee things like that you can kind of get behind people and you see how they struggle and you see their achievements and that's that's a nice thing i think that there's a lot of humanity in that because we know individually what our strengths and our struggles are but we don't often see it in other people mm. it's not you know we're, we're talking about it a lot more now with mm-hmm. mental health and stuff yeah. like that but it hasn't always been the case and i think to have people's flaws and their strengths and their weaknesses out there so clearly viewable i think it makes a lot of people feel better cool. but then there is the dark side where you know there is like manipulation and it's people's behavior isn't always fair or good or respectful mm-hmm. and as many good points as there are and as much as you can take comfort from reality tv there is a problem element to it as well mm. but bloody hell that was a very long i feel exhausted after that yeah me too <laughs> uh score and soundtrack um i instantly for me this was instantly forgettable yeah um so i've not even i did i was like oh yeah we're supposed to talk about that and i was like do you know what I, for I me the really film it. yeah I don't, I don't I've got nothing to say, unfortunately. No. So I'm sorry about that, people. Directors of work. So not I'm not super familiar with Peter Weir. No. Uh I've only seen three of his other movies that he's made. Mm-hmm. Um so Master and Commander, which I actually really liked with Russell Crowe and Paul Bettany. Was oh, I like Paul Bettany yeah, though. Yeah, he plays um Paul Bettany plays Oh fuck. What's the guy that's the famous guy that found all the creatures in the world? Darwin. Yeah, he plays Charles Darwin. Oh, right. Yeah. Master and Commander. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so wow. it's set in that time. It's pretty cool. I think it's Darwin. I've got a very loose memory of that film. Um, he also made Dead Poets Society. Charles Darwin? <laughs> no, Peter Weir. <laughs> Dick. And uh, Green Card with Gerard Depardieu and... Um, is it... It's not Andy McDowell. Jo- Andy McDowell, yeah. Which I've only got fond memories of. I, I never saw it. He's like... She's in a towel, isn't he? Isn't she? And he's like throwing her over her shoulder. I remember seeing the de- the I video case remember. down the video shop and thinking, ooh, what's going oh, on yeah, there? I think, yeah, I think that is it, yeah. Um, and they're the only three films I've seen. He's made a bag of work, but I don't know to what standard because I'm not too familiar. So forgive me for not sort of being a fanboy of this guy. It's just I picked this film because I thought it was quite an interesting topic. Okay. Um, so it's not necessarily about the ins and outs but more sort of I thought it might make a good podcast because we can talk about other things around the movie okay have you got a fact the premise of the movie was inspired by an episode of the Twilight Zone I think from 1989 but I've put my microphone on my notepad now and the fact is on the other page and I can't lift it up and turn it over so I think it's 1989 okay yeah I thought that was pretty cool I think the episode that it was inspired by was more science fiction than right, okay. the Truman Show, yeah, but yeah. the idea evolved from from yeah, that. Yeah, that's that cool. Premise. Awesome. Did you fall asleep? No. So, are your prejudgments correct? Yes, they are. Uh, in what way? Well, he was in TV show, wasn't he? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so this is where we talk about final thoughts. So this movie, where we're at in society today, mm-hmm. this film, like, it seems awfully prevalent okay. and relevant. Yeah in today's society the uh. fact that we are 25 years into big brother we've got countless reality tv shows where people have been watched all the time we've got social media where people portray a certain life and you know some people portray like a life of happiness which is quite often fake 
-hmm. there's a theory that like the more you paste the sadder your life is and shit like this Mm -hmm. and then this film sort of is the opposite that he has no idea that his life isn't real Mm. but he's behaving as if he is i find it really dark the whole premise of the film i think is quite twisted it's dark it's comedic in places Mm. but i don't know how i feel about it what the premise of the film yeah and and then relating it to society today yeah it's it's a it's a really weird place because it's almost as if this is where society could lead eventually is something like this yeah is what happens because our addiction to reality tv and you know sort of manipulation of people online and all this it's like it's like this could be 10 years down the line it almost felt like that for me and have you read um what's the the boys on the island Oh, Lord of the Flies. Yeah, have you no. read that? Like no. again, it's just like no, there's tones of that in this, and I'm just like, this is film's fucked up, but I kind of like it, but I don't know if I like it a lot. I see what you're saying, and it's a thing. So I was listening to and reading something. I'm reading Animal by Sarah Pascoe at the moment, which is an autobiography of the female body, and she is talking about the brain's ability to like its plasticity so the fact that you can rewire it and it's changing and evolving and and picking up cues and things that you're doing and it rewires itself to work and i've i've heard of that in terms of pornography so people become they they often watch more and more extreme stuff because the stuff that they started with didn't does just doesn't quite do it for them anymore um so they kind of tend to go for like more different more extreme things to kind of get that initial kick that they they got out of it and i wonder whether it's uh whether reality tv is going to be a similar thing we're going to kind of get somewhere where we're like oh yeah we're a bit bored of people and being in a house and that need to do something more to push it on you know we're bored of singing shows we're bored of talent shows are we gonna have to keep creating things that are bigger and better to keep audiences engaged and to keep people wanting that reality element so like you think things are just gonna get more and more extreme yeah yeah because it, you're right it's not beyond the realms of possibility yeah. if somebody thinks oh there's a baby here nobody wants yeah. let's uh let's let's set up this do some world. weird experiment yeah on him that's the thing isn't it and if you just think like people eat this shit up and mm. like i don't i don't want to be rude but they do like they yeah. eat this shit up they're force fed this entertainment and air quote entertainment you know, air but I don't it's... think it's I don't think it's a bad thing. No, it's not. As long as people, I think the danger is is when people feel their own life is inadequate because of what they're yeah because it, it's not real yeah yeah like comparing your life if you feel it's inadequate to something that's fake isn't okay yeah and it sets up a false a false narrative for people and it's like the reason I've never liked X Factor it's not because it's like you know I'm all for singing competitions I think if mm. that's a way to get in. It's the fact that they have these people on stage that can't sing or have, you know, possibly have, you know, a crap hand in life. Yeah. And there's people on stage laughing at them. It's shit yeah. like that that I can't stand. Yeah. You know? It, and it's, yeah, it, it, I, I agree with you. I think that there is an element of... It's bullying. It's bear baiting. Yes. It's horrible. Yeah. I you don't know? like that. It's it's like, I remember watching, I think Britain's Got Talent when Susan Boyle walked out and everybody was yeah. like, oh God, what's she going to yeah, do? Yeah. And then she sings amazingly yeah. and everyone's like, yeah, we love yeah, her. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's like, just seeing that whole, it's like, um, there's elements of 1984. Yeah, massively. Like, like 100%. People are orchestrating things to, to engage a reaction. Yeah. and Yeah, it's exactly you know, what that is. 
if you if you slowed it down and there was like a little thing that popped up and said applause or yeah. love or hate yeah. you know facts on the on yeah. the stage it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me no i agree and i yeah, yeah it's just that i mean like yeah it's just fucking really weird like mm. the, the world we live in and then watching this it's just, yeah is this where we are heading at some point i think um my grumble with the film is that i i, I feel it was quite a serious there was a serious undertone to it and yeah. i I don't think the story was done justice to. Because like, I think this, what I think as well, is like this film, it could have, like, if it had gone either way in one more direction or the other, so if it had gone more comedic mm-hmm. or more, more dark, sort of verging on the realms of horror, mm. I think it would have been a better film yeah. if it went either way. Whereas I think it sat weirdly in the middle and it, so it gets a little bit lost. Yeah, I so I I didn't really rate Laura Linney in that role. I think yeah, no. I think she's really good. Yeah. I like Laura Linney, yeah, but I'm not cool. fussed about her in this. Mm. I think Jim Carrey was brilliant. Yeah, and I think the story because I think he can handle a lot more than that film yeah, gave definitely. him we saw that in eternal sunshine of a spot yeah. of mind yeah that he can he do can... and he, any when he when he played andy kaufman in yep. um man on the moon yeah like he can definitely do sort of straight and weird very well i haven't seen that film i don't know why i'm going okay yep. you're right you know when he saw his dad and when he found out that things were going wrong the toll that that would take on your mental health would yeah. be immense yeah yeah and none of that was really touched, upon, touched yeah. upon and i was kind of like hang on a minute this guy's finding out you know like he just sort of exited and i'm like how how would you even yeah. deal with being in the real world yeah it would be like being in a cult and living in a bunker underground like a Kim right. schmidt kind of thing yeah, yeah. and then coming up and being like oh okay so yeah. this is oh whoa what happens how mm. do i deal with this like i think that that fallout that mental fallout would would have really taken the film up a notch for me i wanted to like this film but after like if you take jim carrey out of it they're in an awful lot there for me i'm afraid no that's fair enough would you watch it again no and would you watch it again if it was on telly and you're coming home from work late no no uh a 10 please this is all purely pure oh that sounded very dumb this is all purely jim carrey because i i do like the man uh i'm gonna give him a five no i'm not i'm gonna give him a six yeah, I, I think I'm going to go six T because I do like I'm not. I don't know if I'll watch this again, but I kind of think it's quite important that this film was made because I do think it, yeah, like it's again, especially now, yeah, like, it brings up quite a lot of questions, and I think it's a film that everyone should see, yeah, and maybe ask questions about and yeah take a look at society today and i don't like getting deep and sort of too philosophical f- philosophical on this podcast. I think it's better to keep it lighthearted, but this does raise some important questions i feel this film and i think people should if you haven't seen it go and check it out and just take stock of what's going on and where we're at in society Mm. that's my opinion anyway back to uh nonsense i think i'd like to see i'd be interested to see how a reboot would be handled see i'd just make it a horror now i think i think it would sit better i would be interested to see like the real comedic elements yeah with some really dark pieces right, i okay. think that would that contrast would work quite well would work well cool that's it from me yeah that's it from me 
Cool. If you've enjoyed this episode, please, please, please consider giving us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Share us about with anybody that might enjoy the episode and help us in our bid for world domination. If you have a hilarious or embarrassing movie-related story, don't keep it to yourself. Tell us. Send us an email to moviegrouchfanboypod at outlook.com and you can email us if you want to hate on the film with me or you're fanboying with fanboy although he's not so much of a fanboy this week you can be part of the crew on instagram we are at movie grouch and fanboy pod and that's all words and on facebook we are movie grouch ampersand fanboy uh so yeah come hang out and uh we've got some quite interesting stuff coming up haven't cool. we yeah we have indeed yeah so next film yep we're gonna watch gonna go for crouching tiger hidden dragon oh, okay cool yeah Cool. Yeah. See what you make of that bad yeah. boy. All right then. I'm up for so, that. Yeah. Go kung fu. Traditional kung fu movie. Yeah. That was a hit in the Western world. So yeah, mm. we'll go for that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Fanboy. Thank you, Mrs. Fangirl. That's okay. I'm not a Mrs. Though I'm a Miss. Thank you, Miss Grouch. Okay. <laughs> well, this is where it gets very technical now. Should we start we're... again? Yeah. Thanks very much for that. I enjoyed that. Thank you very much indeed. That's okay. I'm really happy that we're below an hour for editing, so I should actually be able to get this out Woo! in time. All right. We did try. We did try and smash it out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Um, we hope you've enjoyed the episode, and we'll catch you next time for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Awesome. Yeah. Be safe, be happy, uh, and we hope wherever you are in the world, you're in a good place. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Thanks. See you later. Bye-bye. I knew that that box of cables are going to come in useful for something, See, like you judge me. See, see, it's a shame we're not recording, because that would have been fun. No, I've just recorded that. Oh, shit, cool. (laughs) Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, no, I've got a box of cables, so I might change up the XLRs um, for the mics, because they might be a bit better quality and stop the feedback you never know See, having cables coming out your bum hole <laughs> yeah works listen like you gotta understand when you it's just being a dj you just collect them the stuff up there that i haven't used for years for sure but mm. you know there's audio there's visual cables there's cables that i don't actually know what they do i mean i can't grumble i every time we buy a i mean new bit to be of fair as well i'm looking at the corner of the room we're recording in and I have like a box, maybe two boxes of cables. And over in the corner is a stack that's almost as tall as me of material for crafting. And we are talking, it's fucking huge, mate. So actually, compared to my cables, you can't say anything. Hey, some of those boxes are filled with yarn. There is a half-finished blanket. <laughs> two half-finished, possibly three half-finished blankets over there. And uh, some Christmas presents that I never got around to finishing or sending to anybody. Yeah. So, so uh, like, less of so that. What, Get your facts so, straight. Okay, cool. It's not so, all fabric. Well, that, that, to be fair, that doesn't make you sound any better. We are now. It doesn't make you sound any better because basically what you've just announced is that you've got a ton of half-finished projects. Oh, I've got a shit ton of stuff so that I like. This week I'm going to make clay key rings <laughs> and I'm going to send them to all my friends. <laughs> They've just sat in a box since last year. <laughs> Nobody got any... <laughs> And well, the funny thing about that is the fucking mess that it caused in the kitchen and havoc. What is going on? We could be going up to the loft a bit quicker than we think.
yeah, I might have to. If this keeps happening throughout the podcast, I'll mm-hmm. go up and have a look. Okay. Right, rather than just be like, oh, wait. <laughs> All right, there's my <laughs> I am turning my page over. <laughs> He's played by Natasha McElhenney. 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 I don't know how you say a surname. It's a very fancy name, yeah. but I'm sorry, we're just butchering it. Not Mel. Where the fuck am I getting Mel from? Sylvia. Meryl's his wife. Meryl's his wife. Yeah, I got Meryl. I got Meryl and Sylvia confused. Right, okay. Sorry, everybody. I'm talking far too much about my shoe. <laughs> oh, ev- no, everyone cheers. Everyone that's watching it cheers, which seems a bit daft because I'm like, well, you're watching this. Stop moving about. Well, All that I, was, creaking. I was moving about in the, in the break of conversation. Man, that can't be good for your balls, can it? No. <laughs> can you hear the dogs barking next door? I think so, yeah. I, well, I can hear it in the headphones, so I'm assuming the mic's picking it up. Yeah. To be honest, I'm surprised people in China can't hear them fucking dogs. <laughs>